0: Welcome to this Nordics Info podcast. Nordics Info is a research dissemination website based at Aarhus University in Denmark and publishes material by researchers on many different aspects of the Nordic countries within the social sciences and humanities. Nordics Info is part of the university hub Reimagining Norden in an Evolving World, Renew. This podcast series is based on friends and colleagues of Nordics Info reading out material that already exists in written form on the website. This podcast is about Nordic crime fiction. Since the 1990s, Nordic crime fiction has been a significant sub-genre within the global genre of crime fiction. Usually characterised by social realism, gloomy locations and morose detectives, crime novels and TV series from across the Nordic region provide puzzling mysteries and thrilling stories that use the crime plot. To investigate the state of justice, equality, vulnerability and current debates specific to the Nordic welfare societies. The genre includes modern TV classics such as the Danish Forbrydelsen or The Killing which ran from 2007 to 2012, the Danish-Swedish co-production Brun or The Bridge, which ran from 2011 to 2018, as well as global bestsellers by the Norwegian Jo Nesbø and the Swede Stieg Larsen, but it also includes dark and critical images of the underbelly of the Nordic states, which extend further back in history, even to literary works from the 19th century. In the 21st century, Nordic crime fiction is a literary genre and a publishing phenomenon which has maintained its local socio-critical potential in a global marketplace for books and entertainment. The success of the genre is increasingly reinforced by film adaptations and series made for television. Arguably, Nordic crime fiction only became recognised as constituting a common regional genre when crime novels from the Nordic countries became translated and television series subtitled, dubbed or remade into a wide range of languages. The reasons for the international success of Nordic crime fiction abroad are many ranging from the ability of authors and screenwriters to blend regional particularities with widely recognisable international forms to Nordic publishing and media industries' growing internationalisation since the 1990s. In some countries outside the Nordic region, the 21st century crime boom coincided with a wider fascination with the apparently successful Nordic welfare states and desirable Nordic stereotypes, including happiness, quality designer furniture and new Nordic food. The publishing and media industries have benefited greatly from the global brand of the Nordic countries and participated in stimulating a desire for all things Nordic abroad. Nordic crime fiction as an intermedial genre and a 21st century global brand is often referred to as Nordic noir. Origins of Nordic crime fiction. Crime fiction in the Nordic countries has a long history, with early examples being the Danish Steen Stensbølligers Pasten i Vibu from 1829, in English The Pastor of Vibu, and the Norwegian Marid Henson's detective story Mortal per muskinnenbuer Rulsen, The Murder of Engineer Rulsen. From 1839. It is in the period since the Second World War, however, that Nordic crime fiction has contributed a particular accent and a growing number of globally successful authors to predominantly Anglo American genre. Nordic crime fiction since the Second World War is indebted to the British Golden Age of crime writers in the 1920s and 30s with writers such as Dorothy L. Sayers and Agatha Christie, and shares many traits with the American hard-boiled private detective stories of Raymond Chandler and the police procedurals of Ed McBain. it was with the Swedish author duo Mai Soval and Per Wallou's 10-volume series about Martin Beck, ran from 1965 to seventy-five, which was also collectively known as Report of a Crime, and the new wave of crime writing in the 1990s that Nordic crime fiction added to the various subgenres of crime fiction, an emphasis on social realism and criticism gloomy Nordic locations, and the trademark morose detective. The success of the Nordic police procedural. In the 1960s, Chauval and Wallu translated into Swedish several of Ed McBain's 87th Precinct novels, which were pioneering police procedurals. This inspired the use of a formula wherein the private lives and personal struggles of police officers are mirrored in the larger socio-political landscape of Sweden's Folkijen, otherwise known as the People's Home, the particular Swedish version of the Nordic welfare state. The Swedes Sjöal and Wallu went on to write the Report of a Crime series which is often cited as the single most influential work of socio-critical crime fiction to subsequent writers in the genre across the Nordic region and beyond. From their Marxist-Leninist perspective, Showal and Walu explicitly aim to use their crime novels as a means to analyse the Swedish welfare state, to relate crime to its political and ideological doctrines and to reveal its perceived fascist nature. The subtitle of the novels, Report of a Crime, was then both an indicator of the genre and a programmatic statement criticising the criminal subservience of the welfare state to capitalism. From Rosiana in 1965 to Terroristina, the terrorists, in 1976, Sherwell and Walou's crime novels fallen Martin Beck and his homicide squad from the sex murder of an American tourist to the murder of the Prime Minister of a Swedish police state anticipating the murder of the Swedish Prime Minister Olaf Palme by a decade. In their investigations Beck and his team are constantly faced with an impenetrable police bureaucracy, a metonymy for a brutal society that gradually overshadows the idyllic Swedish post-war welfare state. Less politically radical in his critique of Danish society, Anders Böldelsson from Denmark similarly used the social realistic thriller to explore the new realities of the welfare state in his *Tank per Tell from 1968, translated as Think of a Number. Bordelsen insisted that collective conflicts should be understood through the private, and in his breakthrough novel, the personal conflict of a bank cashier who is tempted to hide the loot from a bank robbery is reflected in society's balancing act between materialism and social responsibility. In the late 1980s and the 1990s, the Nordic thriller gained international attention with the Swede Jan Gillu's Koch Rouge series, which ran from 1986 to 2006, featuring the Swedish spy Carl Hamilton, a nobleman with socialist leanings, and with the work of Danish Leif Davidson, whose political thrillers focused on Russia and the New Europe for example, "Iden den Russiska Sangerin from 1988, the Russian singer, and Den serbiske Denska, the Serbian Dane from 1996. Like Bolson and later Steig Larsson from Sweden, these writers were already well-known, and in the case of Gilio, a controversial journalist who used the genre of the thriller to criticize and reflect on the changing national and global socio-political climate in the final years of the 20th century. The 1990s wave of Nordic crime fiction. It was the police procedural in the style of Showal and Walu that would ride the cusp of the new wave of Nordic crime fiction in the 1990s. There are many examples of the Nordic Police Procedural's male anti-hero investigator. These include Henning Mankell's Inspector Kurt Wallander, Orka Edwursson's Chief Inspector Eric Winter, and there are also examples from Iceland and Finland and Denmark. If we take Mankell's Wallander series first from Morda Utenensikter from 1991, which was translated into English in 97 under the title Faceless Killers, to Den Urohli Männen from 2009, which was translated into English in 2011 under the title The Troubled Man. Mankel's Wallander series takes place in and around the provincial southern Swedish town of Østål on the shore of the Baltic. Mankel intended the Wallander series as an investigation into the deterioration of the often celebrated Swedish social consciousness, infected by a growing sense of insecurity and xenophobia. While set in a provincial borderland, Mankel's crime fiction is global in scope. Confronting the attitudes of a provincial Swedish microcosm towards border-crossing phenomena. These phenomena include the following. Immigration, for example, faceless killers from 1997. Organ trafficking in the developing world, for example, The Man Who Smiled from 2005. Human trafficking, for example, in Sidetracked from 2000. Swedish mercenaries in the Congo, from The Fifth Woman in 2001, and an international conspiracy to destroy the financial system to right the wrongs of worldwide economic equality, in Firewall from 2004. Rather than focusing solely on crimes and their investigation, Mankell's texts devote much attention to Wallander's thought processes, his poor habits, ailing body, and deteriorating relationships. Throughout the series, Wallander, with his psychological and bodily wounds, becomes a complex reflector of a society unable to commit ethically and with solidarity to the challenges of a globalized world. Then we have Ness's Van Vieteren series. This series is less explicitly critical of contemporary society and less interested in international affairs than Mankel's as its setting is in a fictitious European country called Mardan. However, a recurrent theme that Nessa's crime fiction shares with several other Nordic crime novels is the abuse of women by men, most explicitly explored in Kvinne Mifulsusmerger from 1996, which was translated into English in 2009 with the title Woman with Birthmark. Next, we have Peter Høeg's Fragen Smillers Vernetelse for, for Snake from 1992 or Miss Smillers' Feeling for Snow, translated in 1993. It was arguably with this novel that the Nordic crime novel broke through to the international market as a global brand and blurred the boundaries between high and popular culture. Offering a highly critical view of Denmark's colonial exploitations of Greenland through the Greenlandic Danish scientist-protagonist Smilla Jespersen, the novel also contributed to discussions of cultural belonging, gender, and identity in a post-colonial, globalised era. Although not exclusively writers of genre fiction and focusing to a larger extent on the psychological and communal effects of crime, Swede Kirsten Ekman and Norwegian Karin Fossum have similarly explored the geographical and cultural peripheries of late modern Scandinavia in internationally acclaimed crime novels. Examples are Ekman's Händelser vid Veden, from 1993, called Blackwater in English, and Fossum's series about Konrad Sire, including Sædæ to Bay from 1996, Don't Look Back from 2002. Female protagonists. Dominating the debates about Nordic crime writing in the 1990s, and to a large extent, the bestseller lists, was what first became known in Sweden as the Femi Kremi, crime novels with a female protagonist written by women Often with a feminist perspective, this new wave of women crime writers includes Lisa Marklund and Camilla Lackberg, both from Sweden; Greda Lisa Holm and Sara Bledel, both from Denmark; Anna Holt from Norway, and Lena Lehlöthlian from Finland. While indebted to the often masculine conventions of the genre and the Nordic social realist tradition including the focus on gender and sexual politics. These writers reverse the traditional depiction of women in the genre as passive, asexual and inferior. From an explicit feminist perspective, Lisa Marklund's series with the journalist Annika Benzen, beginning with The Bomber in 2000, recounts the struggles facing an ambitious female crime reporter juggling family responsibilities in her everyday life in a male-dominated world, and solving crimes that also include domestic violence. The corruption of the welfare society and moral bankruptcy of capital. These were central themes in Danish Jussi Edler Olsen's Department Q series. This included Kvitten i Borl from 2007, which was called Mercy in English, and Swedish Stieg Larsson's posthumously published international blockbuster, the Millennium Trilogy. This included in its English version The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo Two from 2008, The Girl Who Played with Fire from 2009 and The Girl Who Kicked the Hornet's Nest from 2009. The global success of Nordic crime fiction in the new millennium is indebted to the unprecedented sales and global reach of these three novels and their later film adaptations and additional instalments written by David Lagercrantz. However, the millennium trilogy also shares a more local and critical interest in revising the culturally suppressed influences of right-wing ideologies and the legacy of the Second World War on contemporary Swedish society, with novels such as Anna Dahl's Dull's Messe, from 2004, Requiem, Gunnar Stjælsen's I Mørgel alla from 1983, At Night, All Wolves Are Grey, and Jo Nesbøs, 3rd Harry Hole Novel, Rolls-Probe, from 2000, The Red Breast. 21st Century Success of Nordic Noir In the 21st century, Nordic crime fiction is a literary genre and a publishing phenomenon which has maintained its local socio-critical potential in a global marketplace for books and entertainment with strong traditions and publishing catalogues in all of the Nordic countries. The success of the genre is increasingly reinforced by adaptations into film and series made for television as well as original TV drama productions. For instance, Mankel's Wallander series was made into a TV series produced by Svensk Film and Yellowbird from 2005 to 2010. Yellowbird also produced a UK remake of Wallander that started in 2008. The Danish television drama for Paulson or The Killing, from 2007 to 2012, was produced by Danmark Radio, the Danish Broadcasting Corporation. The US remake of The Killing from 2011 was produced by Fox Television Studios and Fuse Entertainment. The series was also made into novels by the British writer David Hewson and the Danish-Swedish co-production, Braun, or The Bridge, from 2011 to 2018, has been made for several regions, including the French-British, The Tunnel, and the US-Mexican, The Bridge. These examples of Nordic noir success in the 21st century bring this podcast on Nordic crime fiction to an end. This podcast is from a series where friends and colleagues of Nordics Info read out material that already exists in written form on the website. It was recorded in Copenhagen in August 2020 and is read and produced by me, Nicola Whitcomb. This podcast and Reimagining Norden in an Evolving World, Renew, are supported by Nordforsk. If you are interested in hearing more, please visit the website Nordics Info.